Welcome back to the Chai Rachel Nachiyomi Learning Program with Yehoshua Eisenberg. You are listening to Sefer Yehoshua Parakas, and Parakas of Yehoshua tells the stories of the rematch against I and the subsequent bris that takes place at Harival and Hargrizim. You might be familiar with this bris as it is described in the Torah already. Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu that when eventually the Bnei Israel will enter Eretz Yisrael, they will be split into two groups. Half of them will stand upon Harival, half of them, them will stand upon Hargrizim. The Kohanim and the Levim would stand in the valley below. They would announce several mitzvot and averos in the forms of blessings and curses. The entire nation would respond amen to each one. And this is the initiation, this is the bris as they enter Eretz Yisrael. I want to focus on the connection between the war against I, particularly the rematch, and this subsequent bris at Harival and Hargrizim. Now, as we've mentioned, this is the rematch against I, and that is coming off of the crushing defeat that Klai Israel experienced in their first round against I. As my brother of Daniel discussed in the previous Parak, Parak Zion, if you learned Parak Zion through, or if you listened to my brother, you would have heard about the tragic loss that Klai Israel experienced in the battle against I. And this was due to the actions, the Navi tells us, of one person, Achan, who partook of the cherem, the ban that was placed on the spoils of Yericho, and because of the actions of one man, all of Kala Yisrael suffered. And we see that the spiritual ramifications of one person's actions um, actually translated into a physical defeat. And my brother discussed the implications of that defeat. I want to expand upon what my brother described in the previous year. What changed in the rematch against I? Now, if you look at the parak in, this, uh, in today's parak, parak Ches, you might not really find the answer if you're looking at the surface. The Navi describes elaborate strategic plan, um, military plans, and how Klaistral positioned themselves so, so that they can fake retreating, have other people come from the other side. You would see nothing past the physical battle. And it looks pretty innocent and just looks like a regular battle. However, Chazal see beneath the surface. Because, of course, if it was the actions of one person with spiritual implications that caused a defeat, then it would have to be the spiritual position of Klai Israel, not just their physical position, that would cause their success in the war. And this is where Rashi tells us about what was the secret weapon of this battle. Without reading the entire Pasuk, Parak Ches Pasuk Gimel tells us, and Yoshua went on that night in the midst of the valley. This is what Yoshua did when Klaistra was positioned ready for this war. Why do we need to know that Yoshua was in the Amek? He was in the valley. Says Rashi, Amek here does not necessarily refer to a valley at all. And to understand what it refers to, we need larger context. Says Rashi, follow the Gemara of Megillah, Sanhedrin, Erevin, which takes us back to Yoshua, Perak Hay. At the very end of Perakeh, a story that we glossed over, unless you learned the Pesukim inside yourself, after the bris at Gilgal, Yehoshua is encountered by Amalek, who is pointing the sword at him. And the Gemara elaborates on the conversation between Yehoshua and the Malach. Yehoshua says, what did I do wrong? And the Malach says, you've actually engaged in Bittal Torah. You've interrupted Torah learning. You've wasted time for Torah. How so? Because he spent the whole day just preparing for the battle, preparing for war, that he neglected Torah learning. And at night, they should be learning Torah now, and they weren't. The Gemara says very strangely that Miyad, immediately, So Yeshua said, okay, I'm going into the Amek. What is the Amek? Says Rashi, says the Gemara, Amek refers to the depth. 
the uh, valley is deep, the depth of halacha. He's learning Torah now, not just learning Torah, getting deep into Torah learning. And truthfully, this is a theme throughout Sefer Yoshua. As my brother discussed in Parak Aleph, you've got to make time for Torah during the day and during the night. Hashem tells Yehoshua, don't let the Torah out of your mouth. Keep speaking the Torah. That is going to be your key to success. This is not even a midrash. This is exactly what the Pesukim say. Now, Tosfos points out that, of course, a lot took place in between the Bris at Gilgal and the second fight against Ai. But the point is that this is really a recurring theme. Torah learning, Talmud Torah, is going to be the way that they will be successful. Of course they have to go through the battle strategy. Of course they have to do the Hishtadlis of having the warriors and soldiers ready for war. Of course they need to design a strategy for the war. But if the Bnei Israel aren't keeping the Torah properly, if they're not listening to Hashem's instructions, they will not succeed. And this point is so crucial that Rav Chaim Shmulevitz cites Yehoshua as an example and he told this to the entire Mir Yeshiva during the Yom Kippur War, which we know took place exactly 50 years ago from the current war that Kalei Yisrael is in right now. Says Rav Chaim Shmulevitz, during the Yom Kippur War to his Talmidim, you want to know how to be successful in war? Look what the Navi says about Yehoshua. Look what the Gemara says about Yehoshua. That Vayelech Balaylah he went into the depth of Halacha. And he says that anyone who weakens his Torah learning will not have the strength to stand up during an ace tzara, during a time of distress. That is going to be the secret to their success. This is the secret weapon of Kleinstrom. On the other hand, it's not such a secret. We happen to know this. And again, the Navi says it explicitly. And this is why I believe the Navi goes from there straight to the bris at Harival and Hargrizim. Because what was the bris at Harival and Hargrizim? It was a couple of things. I, I'll say that for one, the bris at Harival and Hargrizim represents the concept that my brother discussed of Arvus Kleistral Arevin Zebazah. We are all guarantors for one another. This is why everyone stands upon the mountain and say and, and agrees. They all say Amen, that whoever does the wrong thing is going to be cursed. Everyone answers Amen to that. And the Gemara, in fact, derives the concept of Kleistral Arevin Zebazah from the story of Harival and Hargrizim. And we see it clearly in the story of Achon. And that means that our actions, our spiritual actions, have implications on the entire Kal Yisrael. If Achan's Avera could affect Kal Yisrael, then so can the Torah learning of Yahushua. And of course, if nothing else, the Bris at Harival and Hargrizim also represents rededication to Torah. It's Kabbalah's Torah happening again. Similar to the way that Kal Yisrael stood at Har Sinai and Har Parshios, Yisrael and Mishpatim, they now stand at Harival and Hargrizim to reaccept the Torah. The Navi tells us that Yehoshua that day taught Klaistra the entire Torah. And what that says for us plainly is that our spiritual actions make a difference. Of course, we have the Heshtadlis of the warriors, and Bezras Hashem, they will be successful against Hamas, Yimachimam, Zichram. But we have to do our part on the front lines, back in the Amek, in the valley, in the Umkasha Halacha. We are no less responsible and no less impactful in that war through our Torah learning. Thank you for learning with me. We'll see you at Parak Tess.